welcome to Line Check. How are you doing? You're looking good. You can't answer. We are Jack and Fee, your hosts for today. We're going to be talking about our childhood influences in terms of music. So bands we liked growing up with, tapes we had played in the car to us, our first CD and whatever else inspired us to write and create music, which is what we're doing as adults for some stupid reason. Yeah, welcome to Lane Jack. <laughs> Welcome aboard. <laughs> welcome aboard. I forgot my welcome aboard. One, two, one, two. Check. One, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> son. Son, can you hear me? <laughs> yes. There we go. Here we go. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I think we're live. <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> The song that you heard in the intro is Jigsaw. It's a single of mine that's going to be coming out a week from now, I believe, as you're listening to it. So that's November 20th. You can pre-save it by visiting my social media pages on either Facebook or Instagram, at Jack Hanks Music, and there'll be a pre-save link in the bio. All right, so why don't we kick off with our first CD we ever bought. What did the, What was the first CD you ever bought, Jack? Okay, so this is... There's a little bit of a subcategory to this because you can have the first single that you ever bought as a oh, CD and the first okay. album. Okay. I'm quite the I'm first... quite proud of both. Oh, go but for you both tell me then. Go for both. Go you, for both. No, you, t- you tell me yours. What? You tell me yours. I asked you. Fair enough. This is communism. <laughs> um, <laughs> Got you. Got him. Got him. Um, the first single I ever bought, I think it's either a tie between Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baja oh Boys my God. and Get This Party Started by Pink. <gasps> See, that's a good one. What I remember, is that song the whole way through? I forgot. It's B minor for the entire song. B minor song. for the entire song. <laughs> so good. Come on, Pink. Let's just stick a wah pedal on it. Who yeah, is this? Kirk Hammett? Wow. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's a good song. Um, I remember buying it from my local Woolworths in Lanark. Shout out to oh, Woolworths. Still existing somewhere online and maybe in Australia. Do you think Woolworths exists online? I think I it does. Know. I thought it completely shut down. I don't know. It's like it's like That's that one. Cool, it's like that one branch of Blockbuster still existing yes. somewhere in like Atlanta or I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, it's in Alaska actually. I can't remember. Yeah, there's one Blockbuster still remaining. As well. <laughs> when I first moved to Edinburgh, there was one in Tool Cross, and I think I, I remember, remember going that. in and getting a getting a film to watch. Yeah, like in like year or month one of uni, I think I went in and got what was the film with the bendy bullet thing? Wanted. Yeah, I got wanted. Wanted. Yeah. You get a curve the bullet. <laughs> Of course, that'll work. Shoots Angelina Jolie in the face. <laughs> it's a very different film. <laughs> it's like 14 minutes long. Oh my gosh. Uh, my first... Oh, I don't know if I want to tell this story. Oh, come on. Oh, tell God. us your first single. Right, okay. <laughs> so it was years and years and years. I don't know when this song came out. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to say 2001 or early naughty. So it was about... I was about eight or nine, I think. And it was this, do you remember the, that whole, oh, what was it called? F you, I don't want you back. And I can't remember who it's by. Do you remember that song? Yes. Does oh it come back? <laughs> F you, you ho, I yes. don't want you back. Oh, yes, there was so that. And good. then the girlfriend that the song was actually about released Did she a, write a release? diss track, of, yes. basically with the same song called F you right back. So little Fee, eight or nine years old. <laughs> Went that, into, I, I can see why you chose the the career of a rapper. I mean, I. I mean, <laughs> with influences like that, it's, it's hard to eight years old. It's hard to veer hard away to from the bars. It's hard to deny. Yeah, <laughs> neither of them are rap songs. I think they're just really mean, like singy songs. Like <laughs> if that's the thing. 
like Robin's um, Handle Me or something isn't that kind of vain but less clever and less good so both of those <laughs> oh, sorry I'm dissing I can't remember who the who the, it's actually by I'll look it you up you can't even have a conversation without it being a diss track that's how like I know I'm rap so on the bars <laughs> <laughs> so on the bars so whoever those ones were by I went in little 8 year old me to my local I want to say it's Asda shout out to Asda Newton Merritt <laughs> <laughs> thanks Asda thanks awesome. guys uh, walked in bought them took them home uh, with the additional oh, so, oh, so, you, so you bought you bought the original diss track <laughs> yes. and the response diss track and the girlfriend's track yeah Amazing. and the ex-girlfriend's track um, and I went home with them and my parents found them like in the shop I can't remember if it was like my school bag or the shopping bag or whatever and they were furious with me because it, both the songs had F the F word in them and I was like quite young so they drove back to the Asda and I had to give them back <laughs> Oh, that's so sad. Oh, and it's sad, and it's also very good parenting. Looking back now, I'm like, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Like, it's not quite, you know, Frank Zappa or anything in terms of like campaign against parental advisory stuff, but still, like a, a, a child under the age of ten buying a song that has like "f you" right back in the title is probably not a wise idea. So fair enough, but that- I mean, <laughs> no amount of good parenting can keep you away from being a pro rapper. The bars. <laughs> the bars. <laughs> no, definitely. I don't think I bought this one, but I remember having Barbie Girl by Aqua as a oh single. Oh my goodness. Like, in the household Incredible. as a kid. It was brilliant. But hit, well, an, you had two th- sisters, so I'm going to guess one of them bought it. I don't know if that's sexist. Yeah, Leah, let's, let's, yeah. Let's, say that, let's say they bought, they bought let's it. Let's say they bought it. <laughs> thanks, Al. Thanks, Jazz. We'll, we'll talk to you later about this. We'll clear it all up. Um, oh, man. That's great. So albums the big ones what was your yes. first album that you ever consciously oh, bought i don't want to tell this either <laughs> oh. this is also super embarrassing so um i don't really remember the first album that i literally went actually no i do and it's that is another bad one actually um the first one that i physically bought was unfortunately lost profits and we'll just leave that there and move on <laughs> Yep, let's move but on. the first CDs that I remember like having as albums that my parents must have bought me for Christmas or something or my birthday and putting on, there's a bunch. The classics, you got Venga Boys, oh, obviously. Classic. You got Steps. I want a you double got... boom. <laughs> tragedy. You got, oh. um, yep, a Tragedy and everything. What? Oh, God, other Steps songs. Five, six, seven, eight. There you go, that was them. Um, love's got hold on my heart deeper shade of blue i I could go on i could go on um and also s club s club seven s club juniors they're all in there spice girls you can't do a podcast about first season not mention the spice girls go on spice worlds yes incredible work (laughs) (laughs) how they've not won a mercury prize i'm floored by (laughs) honestly Uh, (laughs) other top albums five Nice. Five, five. Nice. Westlife. I had Westlife. I, I never got to take that. I thought they were pricks. I don't <laughs> know why. I still do. Pay your taxes. <laughs> Gary, come on. You can't vote conservative and not pay tax. Actually, most of them don't. Never mind. Oh, God. Get my brain, Callum Baird. Um, yeah, going back to. <sighs> okay, the first one I ever bought. Shout out to Woolworths again. Oh. You're single-handedly keeping Woolworths alive without even knowing it when Damn you were straight. a kid. Love you, Woolies. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> first album Woolies. I ever consciously bought myself was Fallen by Evanescence. And I am proud oh my of that fact. That is I a didn't know that they were Christian stonker. rock. Absolute stonker. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Christian. I think they they apparently released a statement saying that they actively wanted to shy away from being marketed as Christian rock because they wanted to be quote or like paraphrase quote taken seriously um, <laughs> because I think they realized cool, that a lot it. of Christian rock maybe Is would lame. have uh, possibly would have been um, not, not cool. quite the same vein or vibe as, as them because yeah. at times it's almost metally. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm thinking. Really like I didn't, I didn't clock it as Christian rock at all because it's had- quite heavy. I had the biggest crush on Amy Lee as a I think kid. everyone did. I think, oh. yeah. I can't think of a single... The goth GF like, ex-boyfriend or ex-boy you know, I hung out with as a kid who didn't fancy or have a massive poster of her on the wall, that kind of <sighs> stuff. I think everyone had a crush on her. That was such a good album. Like, start to finish, <laughs> yeah. absolute, like you say, wall-to-wall bangers. Wall-to-wall bangers. Oh, another one I, I, that's so, like obvious and cliched and you know it has to be on here is sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band but i've got a special reason for it because i remember listening to it when i was staying with like family in england or whatever and i'd have a little like do you ever like a big lego set or lego case of just like little toys and stuff that kind of just ended up they might have been sets at one point but now they're all just jumbled together so Mm. i'd listen to sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band and build little like figurine sets and make up stories with the songs with Aww. it and like yeah so <laughs> Lucy in the sky with diamonds and I have like a little Lego figure with like a cape on just flying about and like a little flower garden oh that that's so cute stuff. yeah so it was like a whole narrative in my head um, I do that with a lot I do that with like all the albums actually like Venga Boys everything I've mentioned before I'd have like all my stuffed toys and like make stories and stuff out of it and this is why I'm an only child if nobody <laughs> else could tell if no one's guessed it already no siblings um yeah and I would like sing along to it and that's how I kind of started singing honestly it's like Aww. pretending these little toys were singing to each other or whatever oh am I the lamest person on <laughs> the that's internet really, that's really today? cute that's really yes really cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that yeah. brings me on to the next point like what mm-hmm. albums I suppose, on what music and bands were you introduced to by your parents and your upbringing? Because mm. it's all well and good to say, I'm going to go out and buy this album. Because I think yeah, uh, when, like when you're young, unless you, school, the, yeah. unless you know the band already, yeah. um, or have you know a recommendation or like, You've heard you've heard the album before. <laughs> My five-year-old friend Timmy recommended this album. To <laughs> My five-year-old friend Timmy is very it's into great. Uh, Dream Five Theater. stars. <laughs> <laughs> he told me the time changes are sublime. Um, really challenging the avant-garde Visionary. of music. <laughs> I'm nine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I hadn't heard of Evanescence until I bought the album. I just thought, this is a really? cool Really? thought this looks sick. <laughs> this looks sick, and I'm definitely already in love with the girl on the front cover. Let's that's buy it. it. That's probably, yeah, literally the marketing was probably like, let's put the hot girl on the front. Like, the first tenor Jack ever spent. Teenage boy. <laughs> <laughs> teenage boys will love it <laughs> that, but it worked they got really popular I don't even know so if I was go. a teenager yet I think I might have been about seven. Oh wow that's, I don't know how I got my hands early. on the tenor <laughs> <laughs> punched your mum stole it from her wallet <laughs> ran out and got the album no uh, no uh, I didn't do that you probably just asked your mummy very nicely if you could have a tenor mummy can I please have ten mommy, pounds for that pretty Hulk. girl <laughs> <laughs> But like it, it became oh one of the goodness. CDs in the car, and like we yeah, went on yeah. a family holiday, and we would just That's have that CD on fairly regularly, yeah. and it yeah. was oh, like I think we all really, really vibed with it. Just good vibes, vibes. whole vibes. family Summer vibing vibes. in the car. <laughs> Where are we from? <laughs> I don't know. 
probably Kylie. What were you um, asking me? Sorry, you're like, what albums did your what parents albums, show you? Yeah, okay. what albums did you? Well, Beatles you would be into? yeah, my one, and another one. I've got a lot. I've got, I've got so many. He, my dad was really into things like Richard Thompson, Leonard Cohen, and all that, and like lots of female singer songwriters too, like Amy Mann, mm-hmm. Mary Chapin Carpenter, Beth Nielsen Chapman, loads and loads of names, um, which all influenced me to just be like, I, I, but don't think I had a, a concept of the fact that music was like a, a fairly male dominated industry I didn't really know because mm. I had so many like female musicians influencing me and they were woke. always the front people yeah <laughs> it's woke AF um, they were always the front people as well and they were always the writers and stuff so I had mm-hmm. no idea that like well obviously I figured it out later when I started joining bands and I was like oh it's just me um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I had a lot of female influences growing up mm-hmm. um, and I'd say if we're gonna think of like I'm trying to pin it down to like a song that defines like driving in the car with my family at this mm. point and I think that for me was Afternoons and Coffee Spoons by Crash Test Dummies because that's the perfect song to stick on in the car and did you ever do this thing right where you look out the window and you can imagine like a guy on a skateboard or something like flying along the like telephone wires in the hills and stuff and just like flying along beside your car the look on your face says Kinda. you never did this. No, okay. I played a lot of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, so <laughs> I'm I'm not averse to doing sick grinds on telephone sick. wires. Good, okay. So I, it's not too far of a far cry jump a stretch. For me. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. That's pretty much like so that put that song on and just imagine like a, a guy on a skateboard jumping over nice. telephone wires. For some reason that's in my head. The other big one I'd say was The Seekers, which was wasn't Christian rock, but was fairly like Christian folk, which is it's just like a step down. It goes Christian rock and then Christian folk <laughs> right underneath it. So those are probably my two like big memories of like driving in the car was hearing the Seekers and hearing Crash Test Dummies and the other ones I've mentioned before. Uh, cars are just where you get all this stuff, isn't it? Like your parents will stick on these albums and you'll have to listen to it whether you like it or not. Yeah, it's like you're sitting there. Yeah, and you get a lot of visual stimulation because you constantly you the do, environment yeah. you're around is constantly changing, changing. and you can sometimes uh-huh. put that to the music and start thinking about different things. That's what I did, yeah. Wow, oh, we're um, so smart. So woke. <laughs> the other one that's quite funny is I don't remember because I was like a toddler or something. But whenever I would have like a full on like tantrum or a big cry or whatever, my parents would lock me in the car and put on Enya until I fell asleep or suffocated. Nice. <laughs> But yeah, Enya was apparently how I used to just go to sleep if I was, you know, having a very terrible day. Who can say <laughs> where this say? road goes? <laughs> Shout out to Ben and John, who absolutely loved putting it on. Used to love putting Enya in the car when they were driving to weddings, yeah. <laughs> apparently. So there you go. Yeah, but what did your parents show you as a child in the car driving to whatever? My parents, um, I, I grew up with a lot of Aerosmith. Uh, my dad really likes Aerosmith. Um, uh, a lot of Talking Heads as well. Um, it's funny. I'd never really heard much or any Talking Heads in a studio sense until much later on in life because we had stopped right. making sense, like the live album, the definitive mm-hmm. live album and the Ewing oh. experience. Uh, and we had that in the Range Rover. And it was right. just always there. And I, I love it. I think I really, really <laughs> um, sort of uh, steered my tastes and my influences quite a lot. Probably, yeah. Um, just because of but how... But now you mention it, vocally, you're kind of like him, David Byrne. I'll take that as a huge compliment, just because I you think he's so... Are. You're a bit more... Have you got a bit more... Uh, I don't want to call it restraint, like more control, I think, in general. Um, but I think he's not afraid to go... You know what I mean? Kind of 
out of the box with his voice and really yeah really do a lot of um sort of like experimenting with how you can make it sound like uh-huh. if, if you haven't heard it swamp is an amazing <laughs> song on that album it's essentially um a song from the perspective of the devil uh looking wow. to claim souls through nuclear warfare Ooh. so good and he really like distorts and warps his voice to sound really snarly <sighs> and like well less, less like that and more oh. like uh, a Play little bit the best song Kind of like that, but yeah. slightly less operatic. But yeah, like it's the same sort of nasally kind of feel. Yeah. All right, it's your Cyril's. Yeah, um, that's where I jump to. That sounds yeah. like Snape a little bit, what you just did. Cyril's <laughs> Potter. Sir- <laughs> <laughs> you were seen by no less than seven muggles. <laughs> it's too good. serious this is. <laughs> you got to say oh, most man. of the lines through like gritted teeth. Ah, oh, oh, I see. Is that the key? Ritten. I'm not going to try because I'm not going to do a good job. But yeah, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So I think Ritten. that album was like really, really influential for me. Um, uh-huh. And also one album um, by Arrested Development, the band, not the show, um, was like my parents used to play it a lot when I was still like in utero. And uh, there were one or two songs that they would put on that would make me kick and dance. Which was which was really fun, Um, and such such a good album, and that of course uh, taught me to rap (laughs) and drop bars. Yeah, I didn't really get into a couple of songs I can rap word for word. That's yeah, I had I can do at least the first (laughs) mm, minute and a half, which isn't it's an eight minute song. Sugar Hill Gang's like big hit. I can rap like the first minute and a half of that. And I get lost around when they start talking about roast chicken or whatever. I get lost around there. I think you should rap five. (laughs) Absolutely not. Do it right now. No. (laughs) I'll I'll give you a click in. No, don't give me a click. Two. One, two, three, four. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you got it. Listen to this excerpt of Scottish music and identify three key concepts. (laughs) It's a ballet because of the fa-la-la refrain. Welcome to Nat 2. <laughs> I did standard grades, actually. I'm a bit older oh, than that. Oh, I did. I did um, Int 2, because I'm ancient, apparently. No, I, I did Int 2 as well, actually. I think it was, the ar- okay. it was the artists, like the, the artsy um, subjects, yeah. like art, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, art and music that, that were in Int. Yeah. Um, I'm cackling yeah. a lot today. I'm sorry, everybody <laughs> listening at home. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, um, yeah, yeah, I did music and drama to, like, higher and advanced, higher sort of level. Actually, that's the point. What music were you listening to in secondary school? Because I know you were in mm. a band in secondary school already. I was. I'd started, I'd started, I picked up guitar as I turned 13, and I'd been, I'd had my first gig Bit in late. a local pub age, <laughs> age 14, <laughs> when it was illegal you for me to be You got a gig in a pub? There. You're not allowed to go in a pub if you're 14. Was it, like, a well, family, like, too late. fair thing? Too late now. <laughs> Too late, I've already done it. Um, I got turned away from an open mic when I was 17 because I was 17. That's hilarious. (laughs) Get out. It was the law. They didn't have a license. They didn't have a license for like underagers or whatever. I don't know. But they literally booked me and phoned me and were like really excited for it. And then I came and they were like, do you have ID? I was like, I drove all the way here. Nope, you're 17. Go home. (laughs) I can drive here, but I can't stand in these walls. I can't stand and sing. That's quite funny. Uh, Um, Yeah, music I was listening to in high school. Um, Yes. I actually got quite into heavier stuff. Um, I had, I, I'm not going to lie, I had a fair few Metallica albums, as is standard. Oh. If, you're, if you're a teen, 
mm-hmm. and you're, you're like, oh, I, the world doesn't understand me. I need something that's going to get my some rage some chuffing out. advice. <laughs> I need some chuffing advice. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Lars, what do I do? It's not Jeff, it's James. I've not seen any of these documentaries, but the guy's always going about how like mad Metallica was as like a band in terms of they all seem to like hate each other a fair amount. <laughs> and like, what was it? There's a story about the bassist coming in and like laying down bass for the track, him leaving and be like, Oh thanks very much, buddy. And then I think somebody coming in and just redoing the bass parts. Was it you who told it. me that story? Uh, no, I think I might have told you a story about the, the police and how much uh, Stuart oh, and Sting hated each other right. um, to the point where they were doing a they were doing a tour and um, they took like an intermission in the middle of the gig and Sting and Stuart, who's the drummer for the police, mm-hmm. um, got into fisticuffs um, <gasps> and actually started scrapping and fighting behind the curtains in, in this oh, break. No. And Sting punched the drummer and knocked him out. <laughs> um, and they were like, "What well, lad." Oops, um, I, guess, <laughs> I guess we got to go back on, but I've murked our drummer. Um, so oh, no. one of the roadies who'd been like, touring with them yeah, like yeah. was like, oh yeah, I'm a drummer I'm and obviously drums. I've been touring with you so I know all of the songs yeah, inside yeah, yeah. out almost. Give me, let, let me take the cap from the, from so the no, drummer no, no, you yeah. knocked out you knocked or like wear it low, go on and just like finish the show as Oh him. my gosh, that's and incredible. That's worked. so good. Oh my gosh. Do we have any Nickelback fans in Portugal tonight? Oh God. Say it. If anyone's not seen that, it's going to be very confusing. Nickelback oh, okay. got like bottled it up in Portugal in a video, so go look it up. Yeah, Nickelback, <laughs> was, is. Nickelback uh, is supporting Slipknot at a heavy metal festival in Portugal. <gasps> right. Uh, a bit of a booking error there. Um, but basically, <laughs> they finished like their first or second song, and Chad Kroger, is it Chad Kroger? Chad yes, Michaels, yes, Michaels, yes. Chad Murray Murray. Chad. <laughs> Um, he, he grabs the mic and he's like do we have any Nickelback fans in Portugal <laughs> and there's just absolutely no response he's like are you sure I don't know oh. it's up to you do you want to do some rock and roll or do you want to go home and then someone throws a bottle and it hits him in, in his head and he just goes oh. see ya puts the mic down <laughs> and then just walks off stage and the rest of the band leave flipping That's off it. the crowd it's so oh, funny oh my goodness I have to say if we're talking about high school music I did quite like Nickelback. I'm gonna say it. Now. I think Nickelback a whole are good. Career in the bin, but I like Nickelback. Yeah, we were listening to a... what were we listening to? Um, Rockstar. We were putting on. No, it was this <laughs> Spider-Man soundtrack. And they <laughs> say that a hero can save us. us. I'm not, not gonna go stay, stay away. Yeah, yeah, the resolve yeah. to that major third. Yes, it's so tight. This is the thing, and the way and the harmony. Tight. Honestly, it's such a okay. Hero by Nickelback is a good song. <laughs> and Spider-Man One, feet Tobey Maguire, I'm is a banging movie. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's so How's the pie? Good. So good. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, it's a isn't meme. That a, oh. Isn't that a later one? Maybe that's number two. Oh, I don't know. They all blend together. It's such a masterpiece I love Willem Dafoe so much. If you yes, want to get, a, if you want to really nail someone looking like an evil bad guy, yeah, get Willem Dafoe or face. Hugo Weaving. Yeah, done. I like, can't Willem trust Dafoe them as good like guys. looks like a melting wax figure or something, <laughs> which is perfect. <laughs> 
fucking Spider-Man come out to play. Oh, it's horrible. Um, but you were listening to that soundtrack. That and actually Aerosmith Spider-Man, which I think I've shown you already. Like yes, you did. The, cover, the theme for Spider-Man. So we're listening yeah. to that and I was like, here, Nickelback, we're banging. What happened? And I realized I, there's a lot of conspiracy theory about, theories about what happened to Nickelback and what suddenly made them uncool on YouTube and it's all super interesting just like how everyone just turned on them (laughs) in the space of like I think the graph remember the meme like look at this graph it goes a bit (laughs) off that didn't help either I think that properly tipped it over into these guys are rubbish but yeah I always always thought it was quite quite um, interesting that that, um, the radio would like I remember listening to Rockstar Rockstar, a billion a billion times uh, a day in the little minivan that would take me to school Mm. Um, on real radio, God. real radio trash. Um, <laughs> um, Welcome to Heart FM. The same three songs from the eighties again and again and again. <laughs> Alarm called up with HB Fosh. Um, but, but yeah, um, it would be Rockstar, and they would blank out the word ass, but not really? worry about all the th- yeah. yeah. It's like. I want to get a new jacket with lots of tassels. Uh, get a bodyguard who likes to beat up assholes. Um, something like that, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. And uh, and then they're like, okay, we, we can't we can't have the word ass because that's yes. that's rude. However, let's like you know let's promote porn stars and eating disorders. Yeah, he's like, we'll all stay skinny because we just, just won't, won't eat. eat and it's like, hang oh, out at the best bars. Coolest bars. And we'll coolest VIP bars, I with the movie stars. Maybe that ruined it. Just the just the fact that they were singing a song about being rock stars. You know what I mean? Nah, it was still sick. It was too... <laughs> <laughs> it was too self-aware for heart FM. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, but they are rock stars. I uh, know, exactly. We, wait, hang on. Do? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get their head around their heads. Um, so yeah, Nickelback was a band that we both liked in high school, and then the heavier stuff like Metallica. You were saying I got really well. into Lamb of God as well. Not gonna lie. To you. Oh my goodness, I, I forgot about your Lamb of God obsession. Adore Lamb of God. Oh, because this is the thing. Uh, do you know? I, what? I don't like- think I've heard a single song apart from the ones <sighs> you've shown me that I've then deleted from my brain as not being relevant information. Ouch. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I completely respect if you don't like them. I think the thing that does Lamb of God for me is. There are so many metal bands that are just purely technical and just like as fast as you can and just really, really like shreddy and less melodic, yeah. like less melodic. But yeah. I think Lamb of God put like a certain amount of groove and actual like real musicality into um, into their songs. And I think it really like it's it's hooky and uh-huh. really like crunchy and satisfying if you're looking for that kind of metal Vibe. listening experience. Um, but. I think it's still really musically well done and hooky and interesting as well because they use a lot of Phrygian yeah. stuff. They do like very modal things, mm-hmm. um, but also just dirty, nasty <laughs> riffs. You know? Yeah, nice. I don't the music know why. Does it for I, me more just, than the vocals, but I maybe I don't, I'm just too old. I don't know. Or it's, it's probably you know what probably part of it is my music stuff. My music that I was listening to in high school was nothing like that. Like I was not into heavy stuff, pretty much at all. I liked rock fine enough, but not really anything else. Mm. Like I was a Samantha Mumber kind of fan like maybe, maybe it's because maybe um, it's because um so i have no frame of reference or no thing to build it from if that makes maybe it's sense because, because my main instrument is guitar i um, yeah, maybe, yeah. was looking for more guitar led stuff and like things that i would be interested in picking apart as yeah you know as a learning experience and seeing what i was looking for stuff could i do. could sing in bedroom that, that makes sense so i guess that's it like i was About- listening to 
Chrissy Aguilera and stuff. Like yeah. Early oh. What one's that? Is that any All of them? them. <laughs> All of them. Um, about halfway through, <laughs> about halfway through um, high school, uh, a friend put me on to John Butler, and I really, really mm-hmm. got into him in a big way. And I think that influenced a lot of my acoustic the trio. Playing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and John Butler trio. Him and John Butler trio. Um, and then subsequently afterwards i really got into john mayer as well mm-hmm. uh, which makes a lot of sense because i'm yes. a guitarist alive now um, and a basic bitch <laughs> right it's like, if you're a guitarist with an instagram account you pretty much think john mayer's a god you love Either his instagram or... like little songs though like i think you love them more than his actual music at he's this just, point you can just what tell was he's the thing a about the tree? Dude, what was the there's thing a tree there's a tree at the top of that tree the bottom of the tree is me. The top of the tree is who I hope to be. Aspirational, oh. aspirational, bum bum shrubbery. <laughs> it's so good. Like what I love genius. that he's able to just like dick around like that. Of course and be he like, can. Yeah, it's still musical and fun, and like yeah, that is still creating music. And I think that's one thing that I often overlook in the sense that. On what Instagram, the fun of music. <laughs> <laughs> it can be fun. Now that oh my god, that people can make like you know a 60 second jam loop and maybe do nothing more with it but if yeah. it goes big and it gets shared with a lot of people then that's still that's still music that's kind of still that's a release that's still growth you know? that's still people enjoying it and it, the, like, you, the you good still thing get about a comedy and music is yeah it is just so shareable and it's usually so short as well like mm. Bill Wirtz is I the king of it all but love like, Bill Wirtz he just does little short like very like musically intricate stuff <laughs> and like jazzy stuff that's like complex and stuff but it's just it's with funny lyrics and stuff and it just works it can be shared and everyone can understand this hey, is thanks weird for and checking funny. in i'm still a piece, still of, a piece garbage. of garbage yeah so hey, good what's up? i'm shaving my piano but yeah <laughs> bill worse is probably the king of just doing like short funny but this very was like just before vine videos. happened wasn't it yeah pretty this much like it was short a, youtube I can't remember if it was Maybe or not, but if yeah. you change your mind, we could just get high. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gosh, yeah, check out Bill Wirtz's whole album <sighs> if you haven't yet, because it's so good. He's a genius. If you um, don't know him as a musician, he's the guy that did the entire history of Japan and entire history yes, of the world. The correct. sun is a deadly laser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dear. How about um, Sunrise Land? That's it. I was thinking of another I could sing. <laughs> I started to like when I was like in the middle of high school I was starting to do like home recordings on like mm-hmm. Windows Movie Maker um, oh, yeah. and I was trying to do <laughs> covers of like any song I liked with just like my crappy laptop mic and me playing guitar and singing and you know that fuzz you get from like laptop mics because the fan's on and it's not very good quality so it's like just a little through the whole thing <laughs> Yeah, so every single thing that I like. Oh, baby, baby. (laughs) How much? (laughs) So that's how it sounded. It was very beautiful. (laughs) Avant garde. Um, (laughs) So that's what I was looking for just stuff that I could covers to or or sing to. So it was Mm. a lot of stuff like that. So vocal stuff. I wasn't really into heavy stuff really at all. I think I'm I'm still definitely into heavy stuff. Um, It's just, I feel like. I'm often pulled in lots of different directions and I forget that the music that I that I like to make like usually is of a very varied um genre anyway it comes out as something You're that's hard a little to pin bit down. more hooky yeah. or a bit more groovy or like a bit grungy or whatever or like some oh this is a bit of a twee acoustic sounding thing I think yeah. that it's um I don't know it's difficult 
to see yourself as an amalgamation of all of your inspirations. Um, which I think you can see that. Like if you look, at, if you listen to the ones that you've listed and listen to your music, you can see the, you know, where it came from. You can see different influences of different guys, like David Byrne for your voice, hmm. Lamb of God for like the heavier stuff. I think it when, comes across the bars when, you spit. <laughs> when I'm when I'm uh, playing a soft acoustic song, they're like, "Yeah, that guy definitely listens to Lamb of God." That guy definitely <laughs> listens to Arrested Development. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I think yeah, my music's not exactly like Christina Aguilera or Britney Spears or anything like that, or like Venga Boys. God, I wish it was like Venga Boys. It's more <laughs> like um, I agree with you that you can be influenced by something and not, you know, take absolutely everything from it and try mm. and create your own own sound from that. I say this a lot of my singing students. Like, there's singers that can inspire you, but you're never going to sound exactly like them. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with taking things you like about their voice and trying mm. to like mimic or imitate it or make your own version of it because that's what's going to create your voice in the end like guitar mm. playing like the, there's guitarists that you listen to that you're like oh that sounds really cool and then you try and do a sip oh, my tummy just went crazy a similar <laughs> thing I need to eat some food um and that creates your own unique sound and style if that makes sense guitarists who'd influence like your sound and style but you don't sound exactly like any of these yeah these that's people, mainly because you know? i suck um ah! <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to sound a lot more like Matteo sasato or john mayer or john mark um, no John Butler, not John, John Butler, but John, John Martin, Martin well. Jimi Hendrix, Jack Johnson, all these. Your people. name's all, not John. That's the problem. The your name's Jack, <laughs> I know, which is the sucks. shortened version of John. So you could change yeah, it to John. Yeah, Hicks. Jack, way shorter than John. Well, that's, apparently that's true, Jack. You don't know this, like Jack is like the nickname for people called John, or it was back. In oh the yeah, I get it, but it's like all right. Un- unless you've it's still shortened letters, Jonathan, guys. unless you've shortened it from Jonathan, you yeah. could also pick John. Yeah. <laughs> That's silly. What was the first gig you went to? Mm, uh, I think one of the first gigs I actually went to. Um, or sh- was, concert shows, where you want to, yeah. It was things. it was a local one um, mm. in in someone's garden with like marquees and like an outdoor PA. It was a local band called Green Goblin, um, and the singer and guitarist Jim Duncan. Uh, I ended up getting guitar lessons from him for oh. a good number of years. Um, but yes. it was it was one of these. I think back on it fairly often. It's one of these one what if moments where I wonder what would happen if I hadn't gone to that gig. Because I remember going and they were a really tight band, and I yep. was just in awe of mm-hmm. you know what could be done with instruments, right? Because there's, magic there's a, at that age, I suppose, because you've got absolutely no idea. Yeah, I was about stuff works. I was about twelve, I think, um, and I went along and I thought wow okay that's amazing maybe i want to play guitar and i went up and yeah. spoke to him and then he said yeah okay i could start teaching again and and he, and he started teaching and that's a lovely story about your yeah first and, and, and this you. is the thing he's he um got a couple of lessons from john martin himself because all in the same oh. sort of area so uh-huh. I'm, I'm second generation big up to john bigger. martin big up to bigger <laughs> That's really nice. Um, yeah. What about you? My, mm, again, mine art, mine art is good. Um, <laughs> my first like live music show I remember going to see was Singing Kettle. Nice. Which I don't think you've... Have you heard of Singing Kettle? I've heard of Singing Kettle, but I've right, never been. Right, you weren't into it. Okay, you've never been to the promised <laughs> land of Singing Kettle. Um, it was just like, yeah, it was like it. a married couple, I think, and like two other people, and they would just play like literally nursery rhymes with instruments, like an accordion, guitar, banjo. They had they were multi-instrumentalists, I guess is the nice. term. And they just like get all the kids singing along, doing different parts, different hand actions. Oh, and nice. there's a lot to be said for shows like that, that get kids singing from a super, super young age oh, and totally. encouraging that because i get messages from people somebody asking if i can teach violin to like 
their six-month-old baby and it's just (laughs) (laughs) and it's just it's very rare but like i have to say i know it can be done but it's definitely not in my wheelhouse because i have well first of all i have very little experience with babies in general um and violin as like a first instrument in my opinion is quite complex anyway so i often get Mm. back saying no it's not really my thing but i would recommend going to like a music class (laughs) a music class or getting them i always say get them a keyboard because a mm. keyboard was what I started sort of writing on when I was very, very, very small. And it was just because it made like fun noises and you could play demos on it. Like, wait, remember mm. the DJ, all that stuff? You had that on DJ. there. DJ! You had the stuff in my one anyway. There was so many like demos of like The Entertainer and Star Wars, all this stuff. And I would just sit pretending I was playing along with it. Nice. That would help. I was like, that was like two or three, and it mm. would just help get my fingers moving. It would get me sort of listening to it and enjoying it and pretending I was playing along. And that was a really that was like at that age a really good introduction to like oh playing music can be a thing too. So I mm. recommend if you've got a kid and you want them to be musical, don't shove a violin in their face. Go and get something like a xylophone and like that. The Wiggles, whatever it is, like the Wiggles are the singing kettle of now. If I'm, I might be wrong, I like the you, idea you know of xylophones because they're usually colourful yeah. and it, it keeps my attention. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, for <laughs> slow people like Jack, xylophone. <laughs> Don't try <laughs> guitar. Sad. You'll suck. Get something with colours. Play a xylophone. Colors. colours on it. Um, so that's what I recommend. I think singing kettle really did a lot of like the the heavy lifting when I was very young of getting mm. into singing and like moving. And dancing yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Singing Castle, why they haven't won a Mercury Award? <laughs> I'm floored. And the latest entrance to the WWE Hall of Fame is the Singing <laughs> Kettle. <laughs> I would really enjoy that news. That would be the best news of 2020 if we could get oh anything. You could just oh. imagine, like, you get like Mary had a little lamb, but like, yes. all, like chunky, distorted guitars as they oh walk down goodness. the ramp. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is that Sing- the Singing Kettle's music? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, singing kettle featuring Alt J. That'd be great. Can you it right now? Can you um, it right now? <laughs> so, leading on from like musical influences and stuff, what are you listening to just now, Jack? <sighs> <laughs> silence, deadly silence. I got sick of music after I picked up my guitar. Well, I'm listening to the sort of stuff that I'm listening to now is still quite yeah. a range. I think I tend to be in a certain mood for either an album or a an artist or a genre and then once i've sated that i maybe move on to something else so it often reflects poorly on what i'm trying to write at the time if i'm writing something but i'm not in the mood for it then i'll hate it and then i'll change drastically and look back and go oh i really like this and i think it's a a an interesting dance um between listening and trying to create but usually there's some artists that I'll maybe veer away from for a little bit yeah. just to get a break, but we'll always come back, come to, back to like yeah. John Mayer. I'm in love with everything, everything. Um, oh God. They, yeah. I'm good. Join you on that. I am so excited. Very quickly became one of my favorite bands. Yes. Um, oh, so I'm a huge fan good. of Phoebe Bridges, but admittedly, oh, yeah. I've yet to listen to her second album because I just don't feel strong enough yet. Oh, <laughs> like that's the first, fair. the first one, quite a few songs I on that album. Still need to check it out. Yeah, um, quite a few songs like "Funeral," um, "Scott Street," "Killer." Mm-hmm. Um, you showed me that one, I think. Yeah, they're they're beautiful and they're amazing songs, really well written, mm-hmm. perfectly captured. But they're my go-to, like 
Let's make Jack cry. cry. Yeah, let's make Jack cry songs. <laughs> um, and I've been doing pretty good recently, but I'm scared to open it up. Yeah. And just go down a well again, you know, because it's... Yeah. Th- th- At me- the same time, being mm. able to hear this stuff and get emotionally involved in it, I think is quite a good gift, you know, because mm. it lets you access that place with, or like in a, in a safe way rather than spiraling mm. and letting it build up inside. At least you can yeah. just stick yeah, on a I song agree. and you'll know it'll unlock whatever has been building up. So I think that's a good thing. And yeah, if, if you know you're not, you don't feel like doing that right now, that's also pretty healthy to be mm. able to recognize that, I would say. But you're emotionally connected to music, Jack, and that's not a bad thing. Oh, thanks, V. I, however, um, am dead inside and I've not <laughs> cried to a song in years since Enya in the car when I was Since two. Steps, age five. <laughs> it was that was the last time I ever felt. <laughs> <laughs> so are you still listening right. to Steps or what are you um, listening no. to now? <laughs> Sometimes go back for a laugh. Right now, I'm actually listening to a fair amount of hip-hop and like rap artists. I'm telling Steps. <laughs> courtesy of neil he's kind of just sent a lot of artists my way um something i'm enjoying right now is the new album by conscious root um really brad beer who we worked with on a song that's going to be on our ep um next year he's got an album out and it's just super intelligent like nice. writing wise like I don't, I don't want to say bars i'm not going to say bars the the lyrics bars <laughs> are super intelligent and they talk about a lot of really interesting subjects um and there's like little interview bits with them interspersed with the songs that are also like super interesting that's really cool i'm real nice i'm really a fan of of that and making an album a lot more conceptual and having like voice notes Mm. and things to like build the context you know yeah neo does that really well yeah yeah neo does it super well with like tom mish and loyal kana rubber bandits as well they've got prank phone calls in between their <laughs> between their songs, which I think it's fabulous. It's such a good idea. That's excellent. Um, other rap artists I'm listening to Aesop Rock. That's nice. a big one right now. Uh, Lush Life. If you haven't heard them, they're incredible. They're so good. Uh, other Run the Jewels. I've finally got into Run the Jewels after nice. ages of people telling me I need to. Akala as well. Akala is a really good one because like he released a book I think this year, and that got me into like listening to his music after I read that um yeah i just i don't think i'd really touched on it's like metal i hadn't really touched on rap properly before and in the mm. last few years i've just been listening to loads of it it's really if, good to work to or do stuff to i don't know why i find that way better yeah. than audiobook i actually tune in with that audiobooks make me sleepy but oh. rap kind of keeps me like motivated and like engaged with it if that makes sense i find it quite hard to listen to music um and work at the same time if it's if it's if the work that i'm doing is something <laughs> fairly like mundane yeah. Or just mm-hmm. like a basic repetitive action, then I can do that. Um, like if it's just copy and pasting something or doing something fairly manual, that's fine. But if I need to think and actively make decisions and choices whilst I'm listening to music, mm-hmm. my mind will always lock onto the music before the ah, having to think, right. because I'll, I'll spend time analyzing it and trying to take take it apart and thinking about bits I really like and listening to the lyrics. Yeah. And then I realize that I've just stopped working. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like that's why you need lo-fi chill hot beats to study and yeah. relax to. <laughs> Now we're talking about read. <laughs> Why that hasn't won a Mercury Award? I'm floored. And the Grammy goes too. <laughs> Lo-fi chill beats. Um, if you haven't listened to, if you're looking for like old school hip hop, if you haven't listened to Jurassic Five, you're missing out. 
Oh no, I have. Yeah, Neil sent me one of their tracks as well. But I'm going to stick Ugh. on the proper album later on because I need Smooth something else. Smooth voices. Something to do lush life over and over. So yeah, I need something else at this point. So Jurassic Five. Yeah, I'll check that. Was it one about a playground or something or a school? Uh, concrete streets. Oh, thank you. That's it. Probably. Yep. Let's go with that. <laughs> That's a really good one. Also, um, listen to Freedom. Freedom's. Freedom. Okay, yeah, okay, cool, perfect. Cool, so I think that's us for this episode. Thank you very much for listening in. And uh, once again, the song that you're hearing just now is Jigsaw, a single of mine that will be out on November 20th. If you want to pre-save it, you can find links on my social media sites, at Jack Hanks Music on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or wherever. There'll probably be a hashtag link in bio. Um, <laughs> Stop it, I've used that so much this week. It's really sweet. It's, it's awful. If you have any uh, child influences or music you want to share with us, please feel free to. You can get us on social media. As Jack said, his is at Jack's Music and mine is Leona Fiddle on Instagram and Fiona Little Music everywhere else. So hit us up there. Uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. And we'll be better then. Yeah. Magic. Bye. Magic. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>